All right, we're playing from the beginning. There you go. Get the foamy. Mm, nice foam. This is Mike D. I'm joined now with uh, Joseph Mason. I'm here, right here. <laughs> My <Yeah>. co-star <laughs> in uh, Medias Res. We're doing an unofficial commentary of Medias Res. Film just started. I awoke in uh, your character's apartment. You want to yeah. yeah. talk a little bit about it? So basically, I... Decided to, uh, we decided to use my apartment uh, as the uh, the corner of my apartment as uh, Mike's bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, full six by six inches, which we extended to twelve, which then went to eighteen. As long as you could fit in it, it's a metaphor for the prison industrial complex. Exactly, that exactly, exactly. Dave and Joe can enter into at yes. any point. Yeah. So I was once institutionalized, and then I institutionalized you. And all you wanted was a Pepsi. All I wanted was uh, Starburst. Uh huh. You know what Dave gets? He gets a, uh, a standard issue Dora the Explorer blanket. He also has all his VHS tapes, as we see here, of uh, quintessential American. Oh, uh, which is, uh, I wish this show was actually made. I, I feel like I watched it before. <laughs> we, uh. Well, it was one of the first things we shot. We, sh- yeah, we know, started yeah, shooting yeah. the show back in 2013. Yeah. Because Edwin and I, uh, the co-writer and director of this, we're like really into world building. Yeah. We've always talked about this fake show called Quintessential American. <laughs> so when we started doing the movie, we're like, oh, what better way to warm up than to film all these fake scenes? So and, got- oh my God, the, the, so I, I'm, not sh- I'm not sure where you guys filmed most of it, but I remember that one scene, the, uh, the, the garage scene, filmed in the uh, parking lot right outside of LaValle's. What, wait, which one? The oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. We're, we're oh, with the gun. Yeah, yeah we'll talk yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't get ahead of myself. Can't help it. So we, of course, meet my character, um, who I don't want to focus on during this commentary, because why not? We have all of our friends around, so we'll do yeah. we'll do character-centric commentaries. Character-centric. Uh, like my character is just killing time until the, the real star of the movie shows up, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> not really. Uh, so what we're doing is establishing his endowments as uh, his ability to sell anything he comes across. Really weirdly enough, he comes across some really awesome shit. But he sells it. Knives, cologne. <laughs> the cologne didn't go over too well. No. No, no. no. That's actually a student of mine, too. I know. The, yeah, the yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. The kid who plays the cologne. I saw his parents at a barbecue joint like a year ago. And, and I congratulated his parents. I'm yeah. like, oh, because Jaleel has He's all the girls movie. now. And then they read that as... Oh, Jaleel has a bunch of girlfriends now. They're like, yeah, he lost oh, all this weight. And he's, he thinks he's a ladies' man. He's kind of, you know, he's kind of ahead of himself on that. And I'm like, no, his girls, like his daughters. And they're like, he doesn't have any daughters. Oh, <laughs> I fucking oh outed him. Yeah, he outed he's them. running around telling people he's got these beautiful baby girls and shit. And I'm like, congratulations. <laughs> they're like, nope. Might need to bleep some names on this commentary. Okay. He, he, uh, this uh, Ixnay made it on screen. Mm-hmm. It's doing fine now. Uh, we also see Jabari Martin, the, the big, yeah, beautiful Jabari, yeah, Jabari black man right there. He yeah. does the music for the movie too. Yeah, he, Jabari's great. Jabari's yeah, great. he's a cool dude. Yeah. He shows up. Uh, he shows up plenty of times. Here's That's my man. We weren't supposed to say his name, but uh-huh. we'll take care of that later. Well, he's not. A, he's not a minor anymore. That's right. But he. Dude, he wrote some crazy fucking fiction in my classroom about like owning a black fox and like living in a cabin. And I'm, like, I would tell his parents, I'm like, "Do you guys have a black fox?" They're like, 
Fuck no, we don't have a black box. Do you guys have a cabin? You guys just go to their cabin and see there's a black box. Just go down the list till they have the thing that Jaleel's talked about. I'm like, okay, you do have a PS2. All right. Uh, Maria Geary? Oh, Maria Geary. Uh, she did not buy the Ginkgo by Chinko knives. No, she did not. The electrolysis kit. Burn your fucking pussy hairs. Right it's, off your body. It's a Brazilian on a Brazilian. Mm-hmm. With a Brazilian. <laughs> oh, take it you want to. What's that? Who's that? Perry Aliotta. Oh, that's right, that's right. Okay. You remember Perry? Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. in um, As You Like yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. No, the alum. The alum. <laughs> <laughs> so most of the people that are on screen in this movie are friends of ours, except for uh, some people that we're about to uh, meet here in a second in the uh, Mexican strip mall. <laughs> we met this guy named Ezekiel Gonzalez. He was on crutches. He spoke only Spanish and we're like, and Edwin speaks Spanish, of course, because he's from Puerto Rico. But we talked him into like just standing by the car so I could sell him something. Yeah. And then the, this dude bro yeah. in the green shirt, he's like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, hey, buddy. And then we just, it just looks good. Looks really good. Yeah, looks no really clearances good. on their images and being used at all. Never gonna see if it they again. hear this commentary, they, they will, can sue us. If they see it. Yeah. I hope but they if, sue us. Uh-huh. Publicity. No, no publicity is bad publicity. No publicity is bad yeah, publicity. Yeah, let's no, get it out absolutely there. Let's get it out there. Oh, who is that? That's a Jim Rock Shalar. That's Jim Rock Shalar, yes. Like a silver fox. He's. I think he's had that silver hair since he was thirteen. He, I think he did too. Uh-huh. I think he came out with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely came out with it. So Dave. what's interesting? I'll break it down maybe on like a technical commentary or something. But that scene we just saw was probably filmed over the span of like two years. Like no, uh, no, no bullshit. No, I know. Like we would do a shot here, we'd do a shot there, and it was filmed in maybe like. Four different cities? Those four? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And this this one when Dave checks his phone to get pick, er, to yeah. go pick you up. <laughs> we got kicked out of the, the parking lot yeah. at that place. Yeah. There was a rent-a-cop that yeah. was just not having yeah. us. We, all we did was sit in the car. And yeah. she's like, you gotta go. You gotta fucking go. <laughs> it was at the fucking uh, Marshalls in Emeryville. <laughs> there you are, brother. Oh my god. I was so young. So let's talk a little. Okay. Let's talk about the character of yeah. Joe. Okay. Why do you think we just named him Joe? Uh, because that was the best thing to name him. I don't think anything else would come across as feasible. I, mean, I would agree with that. I couldn't call myself Paul. <laughs> no. <laughs> or Mike. Uh-huh. Or Dave. <laughs> Are those like the names that you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you do you want to know why? I want to know why. Okay. Tell everybody why. Not well, just because, me. Because I I thought it, you have such this enigmatic personality. Definitely. And you have a great history and story uh, behind yourself. And that, Spot on. You know, right. a lot of Joe is actually based Joe on you. It's based on Joe. So we didn't want to make it like actually you. <laughs> no, it's crazy because everybody loved that. Like uh-huh. everybody, every 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 uh, comment I get back from it, oh my god, Joe. Yeah. It's so easy to follow you because we know your name. Yeah. Yeah, there it is, and they're like. Oh Remind me of one you. other person, one yeah. other person, and he's also an enigmatic actor, who? Uh, uh, also named Joe, Joe Pesci. <laughs> hey, Joe Pesci is yes, always yes, named yes, Joe, yes, or like yes, some, yeah, or you're, usually, you're totally right. yeah, yeah. like he's played a Joe a lot of times. <laughs> so I wanted to keep it in the fan. 
Well, not my cousin Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we missed uh, John Terrell. We missed uh, Kevin McCormick. But they come back. They do come back. They, they always come back. Yeah. Um, oh, and then here we go. The famous 30-day uh, scene <laughs> where you drink maybe a 12-pack of Rolling Rock. Yes. You could just see us turning redder and redder. <laughs> Like, I was getting a suntan from, like, the, the halogen lights in the room, and you were just getting a beer buzz, like, crazy. It was it was easily 90 degrees in that fucking house. 70 degrees outside. 60. But Joe's got, like, a pretty well-furnished pad for someone who's going to spend 90% of the movie living in a storage unit. But also, I'm pretty sure most of that furniture, uh, being in Oakland, mm-hmm. uh, it was picked up off the sidewalk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He shopped for his furniture on the side. <laughs> yeah, you can tell by the clutter, the cl- the cluttering. Oh, that's on. the first time we see Dave's jacket. That is. Oh my god, the famous jacket. That shit's going to be in the Smithsonian. We need to. We I get these to, DMs sometimes. They're like, "How much for the I jacket?" Know, I saw that, bro. No, I've I've shown you that, yeah, right? Like yeah, people yeah. are like, "They want the Where'd jacket." Where'd you get the jacket? <laughs> How much for the jacket? They're like, "Where do you have the jacket?" I'm like, "It's in the trunk of my car." They're like, "How much did you buy that for?" I'm like, $5. They're like, I'll give you 10 I'm like, if you're going to randomly solicit that jacket from me for $10, I'm holding out for 20 <laughs> Okay, go straight from there. No, you thought way too long about Troy Boy sucking your dick. Can you talk about that choice? Okay, so basically, uh, what I was trying to do, I was trying to think about... Because he says it'll feel just like Kalita's doing Yeah, so, okay, so we, we brought up Kalita, and I was trying Is to... Is Kalita that good? No, she wasn't. She oh. was, like, my first, my first dick suck. But one thing I'm saying is, like, so I tried to go back and think about it, uh-huh. but it was so bad that I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I gotta, I gotta oh, cycle. You, oh, you were just going back I, to Yeah, I was, Kalita. like, cycling to another one. Right, right, So I was like, no, Kalita's not gonna work. She's the first. Because Troy Boy just equates any blowjob with being like a good blowjob. Exactly. Right. I mean, Kinda I think like he. A, I mean, he's probably good. Like a Coney Island dog. Like those just taste good no matter where. Yeah, you yeah like a Nathan's hot dog. <laughs> right. It's velvety. Joey Chestnut just uh-huh. gobbles those damn things. Yeah. Well, he dips it in water too. Yeah, he wins awards. That's true. And money. Get, what, what do you think those outhouses are like after those <laughs> hot dog eating contests? It looks like a mudslide. Do you think Steve was kind of a pussy? Because you know, because you know, in Jackass Three, when he gets in the outhouse, yeah. like they're probably all those guys are like vegans or something, and they shit in that outhouse. That'd be worse. I don't. I, I don't know. No, you want to get like the hot dog? Exactly. Eat, I want those. Get that shit bacon in San Jose for like a day or two, and then put Steve in. There. Exactly. You don't want to give him the, the the easy way out. Yeah. The vegan shit. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, no. Like Lance Bangs, yes. vegan. Like I'm sure, like. Uh, Bam Margera's a vegan at this point. Oh, he's definitely a vegan. I think he was vegan before vegans were vegan. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing about Bam is I think he would just eat any food if it had a heart of on it. <laughs> if it had a heart of on it, he, he would ingest it. <laughs> he's like, I don't eat burgers. They're like, this one has a heart of on it. He just fucking shoved it down. <laughs> so you thought about the dick suck, and then you're like, we're not going to do... We're not going to do it. We're, We're not, not going to do, do it. it. But I thought about it. Anymore. I definitely thought about it. And then you immediately take me to go steal another car. We're going to steal cars in the streets of Oakland. Uh-huh. Yeah. And during this time, uh, it was actually one of the more demanding scenes. Because every time I hopped out this car, <laughs> I always thought 
that somebody was going to react to me hopping out the car and thinking I was going to take their shit. <laughs> well, th- well, that's a good point, though, yeah. because, you know, people comment on the cinematography of this right. movie and they're yeah. like, oh, you're lighting and this and that. We were using just what was just available. Exactly. So it just yeah. looked like two or three people yeah. up to nefarious deeds. <laughs> <laughs> and then Edward would be like, just pretend like you're breaking into that car. We're like, that car probably belongs oh, no. to that house. And that house has a light on in the big window. Okay, the, now this thing right here. So when I am stealing this car. That's my hands, by the way. Yeah. Thanks oh, for, doing, thanks no, for doing all the hard work. <laughs> But we, our hands look so similar. They do. They yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. Never played well. So, uh, this Very scene, dark skin. This is one of the harder scenes, okay? Because we were coming outside the house, and just and this is a busy street, in which cars can constantly were coming constantly. down. So, we had to get this guy out of the house while there was no car coming down to shoot the shotgun. Yeah. It was, it was, it was one of the, like, we had to do it like it was like a, I think it was 10 seconds. He had 10 seconds to come out and do this before it actually happened. Because another car. Because we out. didn't want the cars to come out. Exactly. Yeah. Lighting. In, well, lighting, yeah. but also just safety. Yeah, he's, he's a big black guy. Yeah, we don't want. We don't. You know, we don't want to do that. Like, no, no yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you do you remember Stevie at all? Oh hell yeah. What dude. do you What do you remember about oh, Stevie? Oh my god, everything was saying. Huh? Everything was saying, dude. This guy had great. Everything he came out of say was great. He no, he. So he was the security guard. Yeah, the school. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had such a great personality. He was yeah, like such an yeah. interesting looking dude, and <laughs> he's so funny. But he, the thing he would always do with kids is yeah. when it was Friday, yeah. all he would say all day is he goes, "It's Friday," <laughs> and then all the kids like just holler back to him and go, "It's Friday," <laughs> and then. Like it became his catchphrase, kind of yeah. like Urkel. Like, yeah. have any cheese? So he just would he would say it's Friday yeah. on like a Wednesday. And then oh my god! Like, the kids come back. It's Friday. Yeah, but then we probably shot that scene in what 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And then the movie didn't come out till like, what a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so every time I saw him, he's since transferred. But every time I would run into him, he'd be like, "When's a movie coming out? When's a movie coming out?" And he, he would, like, forget my name. Like, oh my it went on so long, he forgot my name. He's like, hey, teacher, when's the movie coming out? Hey, He's teacher. like, my, my wife doesn't believe me. She, she didn't know what I was doing that oh, night. You had to send him stills. I'm like, Stevie, does she really think you weren't in a movie? Does she think you're out, like, fucking people? Like, what's happening? Dude, you did that to yourself, right? Yeah, you did. You, did. you, you associated with nefarious beings. This is the first thing we shot. This is. And now, this was... This is the coldest scene we've ever shot. I, that fucking, those nights, it was like 39 degrees. No, it, it really was. Ah, uh, bro, we ran through cigarettes like nobody's business. That's true. How do we always have cigarettes? We didn't even have a budget for cigarettes. <laughs> we didn't have a budget for a movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Troy Boy. We're going to talk about Troy Boy. Okay, so Troy Boy, talented, talented as fuck. Uh, Michael McDonald. Uh-huh. Michael Garrett McDonald. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who took his time, who took time out of his uh, his, his busy schedule as a sommelier uh, to do this with us. But he was on board. Like, I don't think he even questioned the role that he was given. Just jumped on it. He did. He jumped on it. Yeah. It's he, almost questionable how he jumped on <laughs> it. Because, like, when people review the movie, as, like, positive as everything is, they're like, what's the point of Troy Boy? <laughs> doesn't matter to me. It was great, man. He's a great fucking part. It's, but I think Troy Boy is maybe, like, the best 
advertisement for Oakland. <laughs> like, yes. anyone could get their dick sucked. Anyone could suck a dick. <laughs> so this is Walnut Creek. Yes, yes. Do you remember yes. that night? This was actually shot uh, uh, thanks the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it was Party Central. Walnut it was like Creek. Sarajevo. Yeah. Like it was so, and shit. <laughs> so much. It was like it was a fucking riot. But everybody was just partying that night. But it was so crazy how it all came together. Because we weren't expecting to get what we got. But we got it. Mm-hmm. Ed was, it was ducked like down in the back seat. <laughs> He's like, turn your head. Turn your head the other way. Turn your head. And I'm like, Ed, can you see me? He goes, no. I'm like, you just want to make sure I'm turning my head? And we were hoping the whole time the cops didn't uh, get the camera. Right, because we, yeah, we had the camera mounted. It was on mounted the, on the front window. Yeah. yeah. This is, of course, where we find the uh... the famous. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is this is some of my favorite shit in the movie. Oh, There's a God. scene that's cut out because we didn't have the ADR oh, for it, God, or the... No. but it actually works a lot better, tighter. Yeah. And when you walk up to the car, you do that like Vietnam, like <laughs> like you're. Mm, 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 mm. I don't know. walking silently. He's like, you're trying to go creeping right. up to the car. It's like, how would Charlie Chaplin walk in like quicksand? You're like. Mm, 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 mm. This is my favorite shit, because you look at the car and you're like, how the fuck do I jack this thing? (laughs) Like, you've never gotten in a modern car, and then you see a button that says start, and you're like, fuck it. I'm going to put, look at the camera pushing, and then you get so happy. (laughs) That motherfucker did not think twice that that means that the dongle is somewhere (laughs) in the car. Oh my god. This is so great. So we had this car... I don't even know how long we had it, dude, but this shot, uh, it was, I remember that security guard kept on coming around, because we were right by fucking... The hospital. No, no, no. We're right by the bus station and Pixar. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so right by... Where we steal the car. Exactly, and that fucking Pixar uh, security guard kept Uh on coming around. So, yes, Joe brings up a good point. That whole thing (laughs) takes place on... No shit on the backside of Pixar. Like, yeah. if we turned the camera around and put lights up, you could see seagulls from, like, Finding Nemo and shit. Like, and when Joe and I would have to piss, like, we would just mm. piss on the building of Pixar. And we thought it was so funny. We're like, we're making a $3,000 movie. Pissing we're... on Pixar! <laughs> oh, my God. But this parking lot, too. Remember that guy who was like, oh. I can't have... Can't have my yes, uh, yes, yes. My employees, my employees. But we were already shooting out there for three days. I know we had shot out there for three days already. We're yeah. on the ass end of it, and they're yeah. like, "No, you gotta go." Yeah. Oh, Ugh. we had cops in the corner. Yeah, that knew we were there. We had ambulances that knew we were there, and then fucking like Paul Blart shows up. He's like, "My employees feel unsafe." I'm like, "Your employees went home six fucking hours." Exactly. Ago. Nobody's it's in this parking lot. <laughs> oh my god. We, we, we banged this shit out though, man. Yeah. Uh, we, we shot Sarah's interior of the truck <laughs> back at Separate. Pixar. Exactly. Uh-huh. Like a year yeah. later. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Wait, do the line, I don't need to face kidnapping and doping a bitch charges. Do that. <laughs> That's my favorite line. I wrote that at Denny's. Okay. Just want to face kidnapping and doping a bitch charges? <laughs> okay, so this... Okay, uh, so we were trying to get this like perfect. This, this, because literally I'd be, I'd start cracking up laughing because it's fucking hilarious. But it, it's, it, it, it took me so long to get this out. Like I would practice this at home. 
Because I would start really? laughing. I literally would start laughing. This kidnapping and double the bitch charges. I would literally just bust out laughing saying this line. But you see, it was so great. Yeah, I, I you say it like so in earnest. Yeah. Like, some people, when they watch the movie, they don't know it's like a comedy. And then they're like, <laughs> it's so tragic. I'm like, wait, you didn't, you didn't find it funny? It's kind of like, I don't know. Ed and I kind of think like, maybe sort of like the Coen brothers or yeah. like the Dupless brothers yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, everything we do. Do we kind of want just to be funny? Funny as hell. <laughs> but then we realize at some point maybe we're only making ourselves laugh. Like maybe not everybody's gonna get this. That was my favorite. And then we're, and then we're here at the community college. Yes. Because Paul Blart moved us because yes. yes. he's like his employees don't feel safe. <laughs> oh, so when we moved there, uh, unfortunately we weren't there too long because there was a fire in the apartment complex. Uh, next to the oh, park, you were there. Next to the park you were there oh, I thought yeah. that was a Reggie. Oh no, that was me and Reggie. Reggie was like the tail end of it, but there was that fire, and we had to move to DVC. So we had to move to Diablo Valley, Valley College to finish the shoot because all the fucking sirens. And That's well, and that night was also not to bring like down the tone of <laughs> this recording, yeah. but that was also the Mike Brown day. Yeah, right, you're right. Yeah, that's how I fucking, that's how I marked yes. that day because I remember. Uh, not too long after that, we did another shot in Berkeley, and, you know, we couldn't do a lot because of the... The BLM stuff. Yeah, exactly, uh-huh. exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, you'll see it later, of course, but all the yeah. stuff with you and Reggie on the rooftops, yes, yes. we had some helicopters yeah. in the background, and that was all because, <clears throat> what was it, like, fucking two blocks? Yeah, two, literally, literally two yeah. blocks, yeah, 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 right on University. Tear yeah, gas, it was, it was, violence, it was, it was, it was yeah. fucked up. That's pretty crazy. This is where we get pulled over. The You want to talk about how the uh, police effect is achieved? Okay, so... <laughs> okay, so... Um, me and Mike get pulled over in a shot uh, by Jabari. Um, and... No, that's Edwin. That, and he's oh, not, not going to say anything, but that's Edwin. Uh-huh. Okay, I had no idea it was Edwin. Okay, <laughs> so we get pulled over by Edwin initially. It becomes Jabari. But how we achieved the police effect was... Police lights. And where do we get these police lights from? Amazon. And dot com. <laughs> where you can also watch uh, the movie uh, for free if you have Prime. But we were using these lights uh, as police outside of uh, a, a, a small neighborhood on the lakeshore. These... <laughs> 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 These lights were so bright. They they were literally the police lights that the cherries and blueberries you see on top of the car. Uh, but but <laughs> they were so bright that we had neighbors come out and think that there was an actual situation in which you know somebody got pulled over and it was a it was an actual situation. This shit it looked legit, legit as shit. Yeah, and ju- of course we'll talk we'll talk about it later. But that's when yeah Jabari uh, yes. pulls you over yeah. for yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> But he's dressed in a cop uniform. Okay. That story, we're not telling. Okay. But he's dressed in a yes. actual cop An uniform. actual cop uniform. Yes, with yes. the belt and yes. everything. He has everything. We don't tell that story. No. But we had, remember when we were down at like Pete's and we were on Grant? And people were <gasps> oh, like, you're a hero. Yes, Thank you, brother. brother. <laughs> so we're outside of, we're literally on Lakeshore, outside of Pete's and his burrito shop. And we're on our way to do the shoot. And everybody's coming up to this guy, shaking his hand. They, they want to be his friend. They're thinking of the Forest Service. It, it was it was amazing. This guy he wasn't a cop in the slightest. 
Well, he definitely looked like a cop. <laughs> okay, now this this scene where Mike is in the lobby after we uh, get interrogated. This was shot at the public library in Walnut Creek, correct? Yeah, some of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had to you you. I think you guys had to rent that spot, right? So we could use it. We just put your name down on a list. Oh, easy, easy rent. Yeah, we easy took rent. We took everything off the walls. <laughs> We moved the furniture out we didn't want. But yeah, if you actually, if if you don't do this already, yeah. uh, get a library card. Yeah. You uh, should always go have, to your you public library yeah. and um, just take advantage of the facilities. It serves many purposes. Yeah, yeah. it's like a free Airbnb. <laughs> if you with shoot, books, right? With, with books. If, if you want to make a porn called like Bibliofucka, <laughs> just do it. Just grab Bibliocama. Bibliocama. <laughs> That jacket is dope, though. I love it. I love that jacket, dude. It, it, like, literally, right now, gun to my head, I could go to my car, pull it out. Pull it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have it on me at all times. Because you never know what you situation know. you'll be in. No. Like, you know, maybe, like, Semisonic or <laughs> some other cool band is playing in town, and you want to get free tickets, and you're like, do you know who I am? I'm Dave from Medias Reds. Let me put on the jacket. And you're like, that's Yes, you. that's Dave. Right. That's Dave. Yes. <laughs> Okay, talk about Adrian. <laughs> okay, so Adrian uh, played Johnny Dakota. Adrian Anchando, of course, from John Singleton's uh, final television show, right? What was yes. that called? <laughs> uh, why did you ask me? Man? Well, John Singleton can't write us until he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, But Adrian Anchando uh, played our resident rapper in the movie, and... Just, just I, I can't, I can't say how good this shit was. It was, it was brilliant. He brought brilliance to this shit. So Ed and I wanted Adrian and Reggie to be in the movie, like oh, for for a long time. Okay, okay, for a long time. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, how do we like facilitate this relationship? Yeah. And then Adrian's like, oh, you guys do video. Like, can you make this video for us? And then that's when Edwin made Duncan Love. That's right. Remember? That's and then right. that shit goes viral. Yeah. yeah it yeah. was it was about <clears throat> it was it was a parody of Drunk in Love, but it was about uh trying to bring Dunkin' Donuts to the West Coast. Yes, yes. yes. And then we did like a couple other Beyonce parodies. Yes. And then we got like a couple million views and then there was like a Sam Smith one. Yes, that's right. Uh-huh. But eventually, uh just to elaborate now, Dunkin' Donuts did come to the West Coast. And I'm gonna say it's attributed to Okay, there's something um, very controversial coming up in this scene. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about why you would not let Dave sleep in the bed with you? You make me sleep on the floor. I do, I do. Uh, Because it's similar to your corner in my old house. Uh, And I, since we're in smaller quarters, Uh I need to control most of the space. And I need you in this space. Uh So when you're here, you can't move. But is Joe like throwing up? Hashtag no homo or like what's happening? Nah, nah. Joe's just uh, what he is is um, he's nothing if not giving because yeah, here he is giving. trying to offer a burger to Dave. And not only a burger, but uh-huh. a uh, uh, regurgitated like you've already kind of exactly, done the work. Exactly, but I did it kind of like a, a baby bird. You uh-huh. <laughs> I'm giving it to you in two ways. I'm giving it to you as. It's original form and baby bird form. Mm-hmm. Definitely general, uh, generally nice in that sense. Because of feeding. Um, some of this footage of Adrian and Sarah is actually not from the movie at all. 
It's from a, uh, a reel that Edwin helped Adrian make for acting in this? Los Angeles. Uh-huh. The, where you see, oh, like, him and Sarah sitting. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, and they're like, oh, my God. It's part of quintessential American. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so, as we're going to sleep in this motel room, uh, I was told to give a line. Uh, oh, can you tell this whole story? Do okay. the whole thing. So, so, this is so good. So, I was, I was, I was told to give a line, uh, which I thought was brilliant. It's so good. But basically, Dave's in his corner. I'm in my bed. I don't want to turn off the lights. And so I need to have Dave turn off the lights. But in this in this, uh, in this part of the movie, Dave's will be called, you know, he's, he's, he's interested. He's, uh, he's curious. And so I refer to Dave as Tom Selleck. Yeah, because um, you already you already called Dave exactly. Magnum P.I. Exactly, or something. Exactly, shit. exactly. Yeah. So I refer to Dave as Tom Selleck in this scene, and I'll just give a line read. I'm going to turn off these lights, Tom Selleck ass nigga. So that was the line read. Just like that. It's cut out of the movie. But it's so good. It was so good. I recorded it on my phone. Yeah. I would just like, you know, like I, sometimes I have these bowel movements <laughs> that go like. For, for longer than Steve-O would like, <laughs> Steve-O had to go into the portal. Oh but I would just like watch videos on my phone, and there it was. I think like fourteen minutes. Ed, Ed did fourteen minutes of you saying, "Tom Selleck ass." No, but it was ridiculous. It, yeah, no, I, I literally had to like stop myself from laughing every time I said this. It was I'm not making it up. For fourteen minutes, you went, "Tom Selleck ass." I, 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 I can't believe I did it. How many times do you eat a burger? How many okay. times do you eat a burger? I want to tell this story. Yeah, yeah. When you walk me. in, it says, do not touch. Yes. And touch is spelled with an E. Yes, yes. So when I was very young, when I was about 18 years old, I had to live in the closet of this weird rapist plumber. Oh, my God. Because yeah. I couldn't I couldn't afford to live at home with my parents. Long yes. story short, they wanted uh, $500. This guy's like, you could live in my closet for $400. Oh, I'm like, oh, like yeah. absolutely, <laughs> sir. I... I have a DVD habit I need to keep up. But around the house, when he didn't want, like, his weird roommate that lived in a literal closet to touch something, he would write, do not touch E. Oh, he, my God. He thought touch ended with an E. e. I don't, maybe his family was, like, French or something. So oh then, So then Ed's like, oh, when Joe walks in, I want him to grab a beer. And I'm like, oh, then here's a styrofoam thing. I'm going to write, do not touch E. Anyway, so every time I watch the scene, I remember this this uh, weird rapist plumber. You know what he told me, Joe? Yeah. You know what he told me, Joe? Yeah. Do you know? No. He told me that the easiest way to to, to to get with a girl is to tell, like, you show her that you're chivalrous, right? Oh to get her back to your house, and you're like, no, you sleep on the, the couch. I'm going to go to my bed. You show that you're a gentleman. Oh and then he said that you put a line of cookies from the couch to your bed, and eventually she'll follow the cookies, and she'll climb in. And then oh once she comes in, it's good to go. Oh my god! That guy's last name, no bullshit, Dicky. Oh, bro, he's part rat. He's part rat. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, like you're the rat. rat. Like, yeah. <laughs> he might, he might be you're the cock. <laughs> Definitely you're the cock. <laughs> but everyone he lays with is you're the horse. <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, Stash Sadowski. Hello, Stash. That's my guy. That's my guy. 
the sweetest man on the planet. Yeah, definitely. I, <laughs> like, I, insane. Yeah, just like him him even being this hitman, I was just like, Oh my god, you're so good. But every time, you know, when we when we uh every time between takes, you know, Stash is talking, I'm just making me fucking laugh. <laughs> I love Stash, dude. Oh my god, he's good. He uh he was Titus Andronicus in a production of uh well Titus, Titus Andronicus. Titus Andronicus <laughs> 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 with, uh, with Joe and I. And do you remember when you and uh, we'll see him a little bit later when you and Carlos yes. had to be in the pit? Yes, yes. Any yes. any Shakespeare heads out there know that uh, a couple characters get thrown in this pit. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to achieve the pit on stage, so we kind of made it like this above ground well. But every time I played Saturninus, and every time I would look in the well, I would have to grab it and like look into it. And Joe from the inside would caress my fingers, and he would say the dirtiest shit. He's like, "Let me suck your dick. Let me fuck their dick." You know, he'd say shit like that, and I would like try to break. And Carlos would be in there, and he'd be like, <laughs> "He oh, Carlos he, he farted. farted. He farted several yeah. times because he was trying not to laugh. Uh-huh. You didn't laugh." He laughed. I never laughed. No, he laughed. No, can you tell farted. the audience how I never break? Yeah, he never broke. It was really because I Which is weird because I, I talk about weird things. Yeah. Like raptor cock. No, but I. <laughs> I literally tried to break them every show. I mean, even rehearsals. Fucker didn't break rehearsals. But every show I would try something different. Crushing his hands. I grab his leg. I literally. Anything uh, keeping me from being seen outside of the pit. I would literally lick his hand if I could. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. But it never worked. Oh, John Terrell. That's my guy. He's not buying that CD. This is one of those scenes that I totally didn't want in the movie. Yeah? I did not. Oh, no. I'm really dumb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <sorry. laughs> oh, there goes Bart. But there's there's some good thing there's, there's some, some good things good. in it. Oh, yeah. Like I like the uh, the audio sonic cover where he's got <coughs> oh, like, his really sales good. binder yes, yes, yes. and you see like Corey Feldman making a comeback. <laughs> Gets back in his Jetta. Does John scare you in real life? No. No. I went to school with him. Yeah. No. I mean, I did too. Yeah. No. 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 All right. No. Me neither. I get high with that guy. We <laughs> <Speaking> get <laughs> <of>, high. <laughs> No, I'm just playing. He, he plays intense in that. No, scene, he really man. does. He, he, really he plays does. intense. He really does. Well, he can turn that shit on and off. Though. He was like, in a production of. Uh, did you see his production of John Ten. Ford's "Tis Pity"? Oh yes, 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 yes. Amazing yes, in yes, that yes, show. Yes, yes. What was he? Uh, I forget what I was. No, I didn't do a show with him in college, but I don't know what he did. He's All right, good. now we need to talk about Sarah. Okay, Miss Quagendall. Uh, what can I say that hasn't already been said? She was like the. Hold fucking... on one sec. I love Sarah, but hold on one sec. Yeah. You got to crack it by the microphone. Oh. That's how that works, Bobby. Yeah. Hey, oh, we got another one. Live studio audience. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Miss Quakendall, she, I'm going to say, was. Uh, she was kind of. So, you know how glue has uh, two properties? Mm mm. The glue has two properties. It ain't glue without the other property. Oh, sticky and wet? Yeah, oh, yeah. But, okay. What are the two properties of glue? She's a sticky and no, 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 no. wet. Bill Nye. Tell me the two properties of glue. A sticky and wet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she, but she's the glue, okay? She is. She's the glue. Uh, but, you know, what can I say about her that hasn't already been said? I mean, she. she... On this show, we don't say much about her because she's on the show. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. And she doesn't talk about herself. No, and I wouldn't talk about myself Humble either. Humble AF. 
humble as you know? fuck. Well, no, the thing she says about herself, she would fuck Mickey Rourke. <laughs> she would fuck Chris Maloney. She would fuck Ethan Embry. She would fuck <laughs> Scott Bakula. <laughs> Scott Bakula! <laughs> Do you remember at the theater? Yes! We had... <laughs> Oh my god, dude. Oh, good times. But yeah, Sarah's Sarah's amazing. Like she literally you know, even even while we were filming this, I had no idea. Like I, I read the script, right? But I, I didn't really read to the end until we got to the end. Oh, I think everyone didn't really read it until oh, they got to the end. Yeah, no. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> okay, so I didn't really read it until I got to the end where you find out it's like, fuck, it's so good. It's really good. Oh, yeah, how like she, she wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does she? I think we all win. I think Reggie wins. But no, definitely. But I think we all win. <laughs> yeah, even all the, win. even the audience. <laughs> yeah. mm. So this is the if Berkeley Marina. RIP. Oh, my you can't God, get man. out there anymore. I know, man. bro. I know. I know. But uh, you can see it on Media's Rest. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is like a da, 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 oh, fuck, dude. Like, I, I can tell you how awesome these shots are, especially, like, uh, the pier in the lake. While it's not as cold as this shot. <laughs> I remember, like, the acting was hard in this scene. Oh, oh like, I it was you hard. Because I was, because what Dave's talking about is quintessential American, but I'm yeah. thinking about Saved by the Bell. Yeah. And, like, Saved by the Bell, like, means, don't laugh at me. <laughs> Say by the Mel means a lot to me. Like, <laughs> like it's an emotional thing for me to think about. Like, those were my friends. I felt like I went to Bayside High. Yeah. 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 No, for real. Yeah. Like, as a fucking like nearly forty year old person. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck, I can't. I can't point to it here. But I swear to God, I have a locker set. Of all the Saved by the Bell from Good Morning, Miss Bliss, all the way to oh the college God. years. Oh, my God. The college years? Uh -huh. Oh, fucking. If you don't watch the college years, you're not a fan. That's my ASMR, bro. Like, I, yeah. I put it on. Yeah. I just go to yeah. sleep. You could not. <laughs> I, like, I only need to sleep two, three hours or something. Oh, I need four or five. <laughs> 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 but I could, but in that time, you could knock out like half a season. Yeah, you can, season. literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got pretty emotional about that. And then yeah. also, it's Sarah, a person that I like literally love. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then she's playing a movie star. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot happening. There's so many layers. Like a fucking idiot. There is. Speaking of layers, here's Sarah's layered hair. <laughs> she, she hates this scene. I'm not. <laughs> oh, no. She's like you. She can, she's like you can, She's like you can tell more where my weave is. <laughs> oh my god, weave look good, girl. She, look, she looks gorgeous though. For real, weave look good. Uh -huh. Weave look good. Studio audience, how you think? Yeah, she looks gorgeous. She looks good. This green light looks good on me too. Yeah, it looks really yeah, it good. Yeah. I kind of like when the lighting yeah. like hits my face and you can see my little <coughs> scars from when I had chicken pox and I. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't care if I look like Edward James Olmos. I'm scratching this shit. Those are my X Men shoes. Oh, I remember. That was oh my god. Do you remember what we shot that at? What? In the back or in the in the alleyway of that burger joint? Uh huh. Oh my god. That that night that Sarah and I shot that, we went and ordered fries at like two in the morning because there's a Sam and we asked. We asked for a little cup of mayonnaise, because yeah. her and I both like to dip our french fries in Best Foods mayonnaise. Okay. And they gave us a fucking small soda cup 
filled to the brim of mayonnaise, and I swear to God they were fucking trolling us, but we didn't care. We just like fucked. Oh, shit. We, God, me, me and Sarah, like, he hates mayonnaise. you hate mayonnaise? Oh, yeah. Oh, I absolutely despise mayonnaise. What is it about mayonnaise that you don't it's like? It's the sound. If it's, like, <laughs> it's the sound, because when I eat a sandwich, I don't want to dry. I want a little bit of moisturizer. But when it comes to hearing the sound, the gloop sound, uh, the no, no glooping. No glooping. Yeah, it absolutely glooping. turns off my... You do okay in the sack, though, buddy? Oh, Oh, he crushes no it. Okay. He crushes it. <laughs> Believe me, I do have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so well, this is uh, the the other scene oh, yeah, 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 pulled over, go, and this is the scene with Jabari, and this scene that we were talking about previously, where he uh, pulls me over. Uh, but this, it, it was so intense. I was so scared just because, like, I was scared of connotations. Imagine the police comes by. No, it's all, again, life. for context, it's all BLF. Yeah. Like, Black yeah, Lives Matter is the thing that was That's happening. why I was like, yeah. What are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Plus, they were already occupied. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. Oh, it, but that's the other thing, Joe, yes. for context, yeah. is Occupy Oakland was just happening. Yeah, like they were right there at the lake. <laughs> they were right there at the lake. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's right. <laughs> but do you, do you remember when I sent you the side? <laughs> And you kept saying, I'll meet you at uh, Leone Park Ferry. <laughs> and do you remember? Do you remember Edwin was like, why do you, Why the fuck do you keep saying Fairyland? <laughs> he's like, he's like, this is so fucking stupid. Oh and then she was like, it's in the script. Like, it's in the script. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, I sent him the sides. Okay, so cue, uh, cue dream sequence. So Mike, I want to talk, I want you to talk about your dream sequences, Dave. Uh-huh. Yeah. So... We we shot this. Uh, I think it was uh, two 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 different days. Oh, you think two different days? Or, I'd say like nineteen. Days. Okay, nineteen different days. <laughs> so, so there was one time we used. Uh, we were out in the rain. And, oh yeah, at the pool. Yes. Yeah. So this is the dream. So uh, basically, it's a reverse role. Mike's punking my ass, or he's he's bossing me around, as opposed to me bossing him around. And we were in the rain shooting this shit for like two hours, and I'm getting drenched, and I'm like, oh fuck. But I, I was, I was, I, it, it, it definitely helped for the dream sequence. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, I'm so fucking wet, dude. Give me the fuck out of here. Look at Dave's like shit eating <laughs> grin, where he's like, and that's my dream. <laughs> fucking <laughs> shitting on Joe. It's great, dude. Fucking it's fucking great. That was the greatest thing about our relationship. So like, yeah, I shit on you all the time, but you fucking. We're able to see your dreams of you shitting on me. You know, what, you know what I think about when I see this though, this yeah. shot. Yeah, it, it's a beautiful shot. Yeah, but I think I, you see my twelve chest hairs. <laughs> <laughs> I I would always show up with my shirt buttoned all the way up, and then it wouldn't be like look stupid. And then like I would unbutton it a little bit. I'm like, well, now I look like fucking Frank Stallone <laughs> or something. So then I always had to remember to unbutton it a little oh bit. Oh my god. I really only have 12 chest hairs. <laughs> I have none. Okay, so let's talk about the balloons outside of this house. That yeah, let's talk they about were red, white, and blue. Yeah. Let's talk about Dave's shirt that he has on. It's purple, white, blue, oh, red. A yeah, yeah. little bit of everything, right? Everything, let's talk about yeah. his jacket, red, white, and blue. Uh, let's talk Seems about hitting... The, <laughs> let's talk Seems about hitting the theme on the nose. <laughs> the American dream. <laughs> but, I, but I think that that's actually... A good a good rule if yeah. you're like on an independent film set, yeah. you have to kind of come up with your own costumes or your own makeup exactly. or to yeah. like put your own themes in there because yeah. like we only had three fucking people working on the movies. <laughs> Not only that, but it, it, you can easily see it. It's like you know what I mean. It's everywhere. 
So Dave, of course, represents the like uh, the Protestant work ethic, right? <laughs> you work hard, you love your family, you're going to do well. Okay, do you remember this scene in the script? Yes. Where like his kid is named after the Pope and is like Mexican right. and shit? Yes, 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 yes. We started filming it that day and we all realized how stupid it was. <laughs> Like, we thought it was funny, but this is still funny. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is still funny that he got, like, cucked and shit. But, like... But it was, like, kind of racist to have... No, yeah, like, it, it definitely was. It definitely was. And when I say kind of racist... If, if you ever have to say kind of racist... It's, it's fucking just racist. racist. It's, it's blatantly yeah, it's racist. racist. <laughs> but we fixed that. We just didn't say it. Hey! <laughs> studio audience, you don't know that? Because we just we told you that. And we just told you that's why you know. Exactly. All right. It was funny, though. It was funny as hell. Oh, my God. I'm not going to lie. For comedy's sake. She's so good in this scene, though. Like, how her, like, intent listening. She has those fucking anime eyes. I know. With a little glitter. Like, if we... I don't know. If we had, like, a slightly bigger budget, we could do, like, <laughs> yeah. more score. This is where you swell, like, the Dawson's <laughs> Creek theme. I don't want to win. <laughs> God, you guys didn't hear that. So the first time we did, you don't see it in the movie, but there's a title sequence we yes. did for Quintessential American. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that? Oh, you where we cut it? Song, where yeah. we cut it to? Uh, she likes me yes. for me, yes. <laughs> not because I look like Leonardo or the guy that played in Fargo. I think his name is Steve. Oh, this shot. These are great. These are great shots. You know, Edwin's mom's in this, right there. Yes, that's, that's right. Edwin's that's right. Yeah. Mom. yeah. This is, uh, and this is again Lake Mary, beautiful location. We, I think it's one of the most uh, beautiful locations we had, just because everything worked out, lighting wise. Hold on, there's another wise. cameo by me coming up. Ready? <laughs> Ready? Hold on, that's me. That's you. Uh huh. Oh, that is you. And then look at these two. These two probably aren't even together anymore. No, I think and they're going to discover yeah. this movie on Amazon <laughs> with their separate spouses. And they're going to be like, they're going to be like, Brent. Wait a minute, Brent. Is that my fucking sister? Wait a minute, Brent. <laughs> Where was this? Tell me about this. Okay. Oh. I was God. not there. This is the only scene in the movie where I wasn't around. Okay, so this this it was in Hills of Berkeley. Uh and this is awesome park just in the middle of fucking nowhere, just overlooks the Bay Area. But um man, it was it was it was so dark. <laughs> the lighting in here was horrible. Like we literally had to find this pocket of light and just fucking perch there. Like get closer. Get closer. Get like closer. it's an Eisenstein. Exactly, like exactly. Contort your body. Exactly, exactly. But the park was all, you know, it was, uh, it was one of those parks. It's just one light, literally one light. That's right by the bathroom. Uh, and I think there was uh, actually like a crackhead in the bathroom at the time. Yeah. And it was, it scared the shit out of me and Jabbar, I think. But I think I went up there and he eventually got out because I had to piss or something. But it was a, oh my God. See? Oh my God. But, uh, okay, yes. Yeah, Sebastian. Sebastian. Okay, so, oh my God. Did you work with Sebastian? I did. I did. You, oh, you did not. Because you play his double, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then he plays your double, right. like a couple. Right. It's weird, but you guys never met each other. No. That guy? Cuckoo Bananas. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> See, well, I think... no, he, no, he's like real. No, he's a, an amazing guy. Super yeah. nice. Yeah. A combat vet from yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah. But just like, like, just throws himself in there. Yeah. Like, yeah. amazing. Yeah. And there's there's a scene where I have to drag him, yeah. where he, he has like rigor mortis, yeah. 
And he's just like, that's not how a body like goes into rigor mortis. And I'm just like, I'm so depressed right now. But I'll tell a little more of that later. Yeah. yeah. But this is oh, this oh, is the this... most memeable part. Okay. Yeah. The uh, the Asian kid yes. who goes, okay. yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, right there. Okay. Yeah, this, man. this is literally uh, I I can I literally pause and rewind this thing all the time, dude. It's it, that guy's hilarious. That guy fucking oh, fuck. Andrew. His name is Andrew. 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 Mm-hmm. Andrew was amazing. Like no, I, I pause and rewind Andrew. All His time. glasses are fogging up. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was that fog intentional? No, bro. It's five fucking big people in a car oh, just wow. generating oh, heat. Shit, so okay, his okay. glasses are fogging up. <laughs> and then there's our man. That's that's my guy. That's Reggie D. White. That is that is the man. As, as actors in the Barry, we all kind of like idolize Reggie, right? Oh, like, fuck yeah. Like, we knew like 10 years ago. Oh, like, he was going to be If I, anyone's yeah. going to go to Broadway, it's, it's going to be, be that Reggie. fucking guy. Yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. definitely. That guy, that guy's amazing. He's fucking talented. No offense, Adrian. <laughs> Adrian, you're still my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Except oh. when it's Reggie. <laughs> I didn't say that. That's me. That's me, too. Oh, I love it, dude. Oh, that's you, too, dude. But these cameos of Reggie, I think, I think they hit so hard just because, like, literally, this guy can do this without saying any lines, and you'll still feel him the same way. It's fucking crazy. But just, I mean, even you know, working with Reggie in general is fucking awesome. I remember uh, when we shot that initial stuff of Reggie. It was when uh, the Oscar Grant film, yeah, Fruitvale Station, yeah. came out. So yeah. there were all these pictures around mm-hmm. Oakland, you know, just two miles, maybe a mile or two away yeah. from where it happened. Yeah. And it was Michael B. Jordan's face. And, you know, Reggie was very, he he was always, like, respectful and contemplative about it. And, uh, I don't know, it just really stood out to me. Because we had, like, Reggie in the beanie Uh, and, like, uh, looking directly at the camera. And, like, that was the ad campaign for the film. And, like, having to think about that. And then, you know, it kind of makes you feel shitty for making, like, (laughs) not making light of any of that shit. Well, no, 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 not at all. But I think think Reggie was already privy to it. Like, I, I think this guy, like... Well, you know he's 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 already on a level, so I, I, I he already saw that he knew what's going on in the climate, and he still wanted to do this. You know what I mean? Which that to me was like that was amazing. Like this guy came out uh, and literally was there the entire time. Yeah, and never felt rushed. Never felt like he wasn't there. Hundred percent, he was always there. Hundred percent. I, yeah, I think the comedy is dry enough where yeah, it's, exactly. not it's not disrespectful or parody. Exactly, or, exactly, okay. exactly. But also another shoot I want to I want to talk about. Uh, so we were shooting out with Reggie one night, and I remember we were uh, we were down on Lakeshore, and we were using we were trying to use this big ass house. It's like this big mansion on the corner, right by the KFC. Before you get on the freeway, you oh you mean the one we rented? Yeah, no, 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 we didn't rent it. It was um it was uh what was it in the Burger Joint? It was like uh the one on- oh 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 the one that's right next to Heart and Dagger. Yeah, the one that always gets shut yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we were there filming and. I remember these guys like pulling up and they're seeing all our shit, seeing our equipment because you know we're a small crew. Mm-hmm. And, and like off back, I already knew what they were doing. They were trying to rob us. And I'm like, oh, bro, we got to get the fuck out of here. Everybody move. Everybody move now. And so we moved into the parking lot, which we got some great scenes in the parking lot, you know, under the freeway. Uh-huh. Fucking great. But we no, almost that, got robbed. That parking lot where they have the uh, farmer's market. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, for no, like the amount of. I wish we could see because there's yeah. shit we don't even know about. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. alternate universes yeah. where things could have gone wrong. Because when we were shooting that scene where Dave and Joe are talking about um, 
going to White Creek. Yes, yes, yes. What yes, you yes. don't see is if Ed had panned like three feet that way, yeah. you see like a Buick just going, oh, ee, oh, ee, oh, oh, like shit. with the blowjobs. <laughs> oh, God. And then like, the fucking like drug smoking yeah. down there. Oh, yeah. I would oh, say yeah. crack, but I don't know yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But, uh, but the big thing I think about with Reggie is the night where we shot in Danville. Yeah. And we actually had to have him oh, look yeah. like he was carrying yeah, the, the yeah, AK. Yeah, yeah. So we had to give him something with weight. But yeah. we're like, we're in Danville. <laughs> so we're not going to give you a gun. We're going to give you a tripod. And Ed's like, yeah, I could film it so you can't see it. But yeah. but Reggie, as an actor, like needed something with weight. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then I remember that whoop, whoop, the cherries and blueberries yeah, pull yeah, up. Yeah, and yeah. this lady comes out. And, you know, she was nice. Yeah. A nice cop lady. And then she starts telling us how we're parked in her spot yeah. for where she normally eats like her Arby's or whatever. <laughs> but then we're like, oh, we're filming a movie. And she's like, what are you filming a movie for? We're like, uh, you know, DVC, the, yeah. the college. Who's yes. your professor? That was like Claire. Who is it? And then she's like, what's it about? And then like, honestly, she had so many questions Question, about yeah. it. Yeah. Like Edwin was sitting there talking about like tone and theme <laughs> and like color palette. And she's <laughs> like... She's like, okay, you're really making a movie. And we're like, yeah, we're really making a movie. You see five people that don't look like they belong together hanging out in your Arby's. Your Arby's eating spot. But she let us do our thing. But. uh, Talk about the Platt House. Okay, so Platt House. This is. This is my big. This is this my, is actually, this is my favorite scene okay. actually. Yeah, because uh, so Platt House, I think it took us uh, like two days to set up. I mean, you did it in a day. You did it right before the shoot. Yeah, I did. Well, I prepped it for like a week. Okay, so you prepped it for a week, but I had it ready. We, right we built this the shoot. trap house. He, yeah, literally, Mike built this fucking trap house. It wasn't we built it. It was Mike that built it. So Mike built this trap house, and for the Platt House scene, it was so amazing that. Number one, uh, we utilize the space like fucking tremendously, right? Like every corner of this fucking place. We He fucking tattered it down with everything that made it look like as if. And then when we got everybody in the space, it was just like, you know, this is it. <laughs> we fucking, this is, this is going to be easy. It's going to be fucking fast. It wasn't easy or fast, but it was definitely fucking brilliant. It was like, like I said, it was one of my favorite scenes to shoot. And I think we only had... That night to shoot it, we uh, we shot for two nights. Okay, so we, yeah, here. we had, we had two nights to shoot the Platt House scene, but and we couldn't use the exterior, yes, because yes. it's the same as, as the fucking Cheshire's. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But it was it was it was so awesome how once you got everybody in the space, it definitely it was it was trap house ready. And and, we yeah. also like let people go in with it, they could do anything they wanted yeah. to the walls, yeah. so yeah. you'd see these yeah. guys. <laughs> we had we had many. Uh, Proud members of the gay community <laughs> write things on the wall. It was so great. It was so great. What? Uh, what? What? Uh, well, there's Carlos. Carl uh, on the crutch. Oh my, that's he my used man. To fart. Carlos Martinez. He's the farter in the um in the Titus Andronicus theme when we were in the pit that we were referencing. <laughs> and then uh, the dude with the big beard, Nick. Do you yes, remember Nick? Yes. Nick yes. Nudes? Oh fuck yeah, Nick Nunes. That's You're my guy. You're wearing his daddy's jacket. That's the chess king the is from jacket? daddy. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. I had no idea. Dude. When I got the chess king from uh, from Tony, Nick's yeah. dad, yeah. it had I shit you not. I re- I'm like, what the fuck is in there? This is probably like 2002. I reach in there, brass knuckles. Oh my god! And then he and then he grabs him. He's like, that's not for you. 
Oh my god! He's like, you could have the jacket. I love this that jacket. Jacket's amazing. I love that jacket. That jacket. I felt like a. It's gonna be in our next I'm movie I'm too. I'm I just felt like you know, yeah, supercharged up like right time I put it on. Fuck yeah. Someone up. <laughs> oh, Gaddy. Oh, Gaddy. Gaddy is my guy. Gaddy. Oh my god. He was. Literally, I think he was just there for that. He was just there for that uh, second shoot. Or, How you have Gaddy in a movie? He didn't take off his shirt. Exactly. <laughs> I have pictures where he took off his shirt. I gotta find him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I'll find cause, him. Because, like, when we say action, he's like, oh, yeah. shit, let me put my shirt back on. <laughs> but he had, you know how, like, those, like, super hot male models, they have that like, V? Oh, yeah, he had, yeah, he has he has it all. He, like he looks like he, an eight-pack. Oh, my God, yeah. it's nuts. My guy has an eight-pack. Very nice. Literally, it's nuts. Okay. On the wall, on the window, favorite uh, addition to the trap house. Uh-huh. Somebody wrote, hey, pussy buddy. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was Nick. Oh, Because, okay. okay, so this this house in the script is called Platt House. Yes. We don't call it that in the movie. Yes. But it's called Platt House. Yes. Some people are like, oh, like Splat House. No. There was a place, <laughs> there's a place in uh, Pleasanton called like Platt Street. Yeah. And there was a house that Nick and I would go to, to parties like this. Yeah. It was called, they just referred to it as the Platt, Platt House. Yeah. And there was one guy that lived there named Tim. And whenever you'd show up, Tim would go, hey, pussy buddy. <laughs> like, like, even if you didn't know, you just show up. He's like, hey, hmm, pussy, pussy buddy. Well, he'd say, hey, hmm, pussy buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Every time I go in there and I see that, I literally start cracking up. I swear to God. It was hilarious. And then, oh, we have a skeleton that says yes. Rockney. <laughs> There's Where a, was that skeleton from? This is actually uh I don't know, like Halloween. Was it from a show? No. Oh, I thought it was no, no, a no, show. No, no, no. This is just some well, garage shit. But Rockney is the name of this kid that Edwin and I went to high school with who like wanted to become a director. <laughs> and he made a bunch of maybe like music videos in South Africa or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know. Rocky, but, huh? but then he was gonna make a thriller with Misha Barton from the OC and uh in uh Sixth Sense. Oh, and shit. then it kind of fell through yeah. or whatever, but yeah. It, it, but like I don't know, we're kind of petty, yeah. so <laughs> so we're like, let's name the skeleton Rockney. <laughs> it's perfect. This also this lighting, dude. Rockney's like, actually a super sweet dude. But I'm gonna tell you, like the the lighting in the planet, I'm gonna say it was some of the hardest lighting ever. This is one scene where we actually lit it. Yeah. No, I know, but just yeah. trying to get everything, it, it had to be one of the hardest. But um, uh, you see, there's a picture hanging on the wall in the upper yes, right hand yes, corner. Yes. It's my eyeball and then me naked coming out of a shower, <laughs> wearing wearing a Mexican wrestling mask, and I won an award for that in college. And look, you look and I went to my... the, you and I went to the same college. Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah. But I went there as a uh, major in uh, fine art and photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's one where I got an award for with me like naked, but it was the closest I ever got to that V. That oh, bro! Oh my god! Gaddy could just get that. V. Yeah, he could, he could get it. I literally, I'll never get it. I did it with a pinhole too. <laughs> so if you want to make a dick joke, now's the time. <laughs> So this is me when you hear the guy shouting. Yeah, that's me. Oh, that's and I'm you. Saying, this is for DJ DJ Noah, motherfucker. Oh, that was I thought it was uh, fucking Bianca. It's like no, it's like a oh. it's like a little Easter egg. Oh, that's that's oh that the, the, the shooting. Oh my god, goes dude. down because of earlier when yeah, Bianca's yeah, yeah. talking about. I lo- oh my god, that whole thing with <laughs> the beef. Between. That's that's our high school. Yes. Okay. So 
Oh, you were there that night. Okay. 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 <laughs> so this night we were shooting at Mike and Ed's old high school, and we happened to be on the back side of the school. So we're shooting at like a creek area with an overpass. But we parked at the school. But we parked at the school. So we're we're parked in the school. Uh, I think we go past ten o'clock, and unfortunately, we we didn't know that they closed the school down. When I mean they closed the school down, they closed the parking lot down, which means they close these partitions which lets you out of the parking lot so they were locked and we had to actually call somebody from the high school to let us out it was a janitor i think is a russian janitor is a russian <laughs> but this guy was there in like 15 minutes he, he got us out there fast but i'm gonna tell you that was, that was one of the craziest but the fucked up thing is the first move that we made yeah. was we had to call the cops on ourselves oh, that's right and then that was like a deep like philosophical oh conversation. that's right that's like, so we right do we do this yes, that's right like, because this could go one way or the other. <laughs> and then we eventually were like, we can't fucking <coughs> just drive yeah, through. We tried. Train. I think we drove around the school to see if we could find another way out. It was just, no, no. And they were like, no, three guys in a, in a, in a, in a car, in a park, up, in a high like, school parking lot. And we called the cops. What are you guys doing out here? You make movies? <laughs> oh, this is, oh, like big American movie. <laughs> Who do you play? Do you play Albert Einstein? <laughs> Einstein was an American. Right? <laughs> oh my god, so this is where uh, Michael Gary McDonald meets his demise. This is the Platt House before it becomes before the Trap it, House. Exactly. Oh, Platt House before the Trap House. I like that. I like that. <laughs> like, but. What's so great about the crimes in this movie yeah. is they're so petty. All Super he wants petty. is a little weed. Super petty. I know. <laughs> He's like, he I will break a friendship. <laughs> break into a he finds literally, uh, literally, uh, maybe maybe just a sack of weed. Uh-huh. He's so happy with that. <laughs> He's like, oh my god, I'm gonna get high for like five minutes. <laughs> But this movie was just, the entire movie was just designed so we could make a hat that says slut yeah. and put it on. <laughs> That's so right. That's my favorite hat ever. That was our, that was my favorite prop. There's so many oh, pictures on jacket, Facebook yeah. from back in the day oh, of just yeah. like Michael wearing a hat that says slut. <laughs> and then I don't think it ever shows up in the movie, but he had a t-shirt that yeah. says boy toy. Oh, that was my favorite. Oh my. Uh, you, and then there, there was like awesome. promo right. shots of him like blowing uh, like traffic cones. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Was that the same night you guys had them like on the corner, like crushing beer cans? No, no, uh, no, no. no. Oh shit! Because that was down from the apartment. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Where that's right, you stayed? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And then this is where you discover that's my dead body. That's you know, can tell by my yeah, hairy ass legs. <laughs> I don't have a hair on my chest. I have twelve. <laughs> But I have all the hair on my legs. I look like fucking Cadillac man. <laughs> look at that. Ugh. With my X-Men shoes? <laughs> Marvel's <laughs> gonna sue us. Or Disney now. <laughs> and then there's... Like right next to Joe is where people are coming down from the attic yeah, in the yeah, trap house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was so good, dude. When they came down and racked that gun. Oh, man. So this is the scene that gave Ed and I the hardest amount of time. This scene is what delayed the movie for like a month, maybe. Oh. Because this is the scene where we are using temp tracks and the the watermark for yeah. Pond 5 would like come in. 
So like you'd be walking up to go get to little Marcus and and then some British woman would be like, Palm five. five. <laughs> and you're like, Little Marcus, what's going on? And this is Cheshire's house, the the man who played the John to oh. Troy Boy earlier. And this is so great. He's our old manager at Impact. Yeah, he's he's great. So in this scene, we actually so we look at some, Anthony's An- ass. No, Anthony. We use Anthony. Remember, I would spray him down. Yes, yes, uh-huh. yes. You had to spray by. I was like the fluffer. <laughs> he was the fluffer. <laughs> he <was> the fluffer. <laughs> I was sleeping on the couch. Because you guys would go forever. Yeah, I know, and then bro. Edward would be like, Mike. And I'd get up and I'd just go. <laughs> like a cat on the table or something. Got spraying. This shit was brilliant. But we were like, so so this bag of weed that I brought, it was so loud. Like it, it, it smelled like the entire car ride on my way there. Oh, I my, think your entire yeah. trunk. Yeah, I think it got through your car, dude. Yeah, and then it got to Cheshire's house, and then it got his garage. I was like, oh, bro. <laughs> oh man, it was that, that shit was crazy. Okay, but let's tell the real story yes, yes. of what's happening. Yes, which is the grape blunt. Oh. Tell us about the grape blunt. So, uh, so Anthony Anthony has a specific request. He's yeah. like, I don't smoke, but if I have to do it for the movie, I need tobacco. Uh huh. So. We used grape swisher <laughs> to roll grape tobacco and made it look like lunch. But I'm telling you, I rolled at least um, I rolled at least six of these. But he was knocking it down like I I uh, it, it was it, it tasted just like grape drink. Anything grape flavor, that's exactly what it tasted like. And we had this entire garage full of grape smoke. If you came out, you would have thought. It was it was a grape soda being smoked. I don't know. It was it was crazy. And at crazy. one point, you do come out of the garage. Yes. And yes. What happens? You don't remember this? No. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Oh my god! What happens? Apologies in advance for the honesty. No, but it, Nick and I, Noons and I are outside. We're like, I think we're thinking about going to see. Um, that was the night that Rift Tracks was doing the Room yeah. live in theaters. So we're like, kind of plan. Oh, should we go to Emeryville? Should we do? <laughs> And then all of a sudden, you, like, bust out. And then we're like, you good? And you're like, mm-hmm. And then you go, <laughs> And, like, you projectile vomited everywhere. And then Noons is like, what the fuck? And, and then I said something, like, incredibly stupid. Like, I think he's vomiting. But, like, your entire guts were coming out of your body. It was that sweatshirt. It was that great sweatshirt. And then you're like, I'm gonna go. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna tell you. Look, I, I remember now. Uh-huh. But literally, okay. Now you don't even see it in the. You don't even see it in the movie. But the no. entire garage was smoked out. Yeah. I don't know how he was doing it. I mean, I guess he yeah, was cigar smoker. Yeah, I don't like he. But like, uh, well, how's Edwin doing it? I don't know. And how do you not do it? Like all I, you do I is smoke. I can't do it. I smoke weed though. I can't do the. <laughs> I can't smoke the freaking. I couldn't do like you know what I mean. You you hit switch up like a like a like a freaking uh, cigar. Okay, now this this was actually one of my favorite scenes. Man, that color is nuts. It's, it's, it's with great. the fucking soil packaging yeah, in the background. Okay, this was like the perfect setting for this too. That garage was was butter. Oh, it's fucking Mike. 
Mike, Mike's character. Because people that aren't named in the movie, we let them pick their own name. And we're like, what's your name, Mike? He goes, uh, Mannings. <laughs> True story, Bobby. We're not just like making it up. He's really called Mannings. I know you don't like Mannings, but, <laughs> but you would like him. <clears throat> I've never asked Ed this because I don't want the actual answer, yeah. but I think he's using alternate takes here. Really? Yeah, because I think in this take I look at you, and in the other take I don't look at you. <laughs> but I, but I like that. Yeah, no, yeah, but bro, there it's has to like like Rashomon stuff, yeah, exactly. like how we all kind of remembered it a little bit differently. <laughs> but Anthony's just he, he was just like every time I was like I was trying to match this guy. This guy was like this guy. This guy's uh, he's he's really good. He's really good. But the way he's he's one of those dudes. That, you know when you buy like a. Uh, uh, like a chessboard that also comes with checkers, yeah. and then on the cover they show you chess on one side and checkers on the other, and you're like, "What fucking game would that be?" <laughs> like acting with acting with a guy like Anthony though, it's like playing chess and checkers. Oh, it's definitely. Like, he's definitely. just gonna fucking exactly king me or knight me or queen me. I don't know. <laughs> this was a great location we stole though at. Uh, the um, I was in uh, uh, No, the Claremont. I was in Claremont. Yeah, that's right. I thought. Oh my god, I forgot. This is our ET shot. This reminds me of the opening of ET. Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, that's really good. We're almost done. We're gonna go to the end. We're almost there. We Time promise. Time. It's ten forty. Yeah, we're we're making yeah. it. We're making it. We're making it. We good, Bob? Yeah, we're good. Oh, good. All right. Okay. I like the pineapple. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> if you like, do you like pina coladas? Mm. Getting caught in the rain? <laughs> I was going to say, I prefer, I prefer getting caught in the rain. <laughs> if you're not into yoga. You know what? You know, <laughs> you know what the dumbest shit is? It's when like someone authentically listens to the song and they're like, oh, that's about a dude. <laughs> Meeting his wife. And then they realize they love each other. And they just want to fuck each other. And you're like, what do you think the song was about before? Oh, shit. He takes out an ad in the newspaper. Just, you know, before Joe, we know the Tinder. song. Right, yeah. don't we? Yeah. It was, it's, yeah. Ads were Tinder before Tinder was Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mobile Tinder. Mobile <laughs> there, was, there was this great, like, half-star review. Did you read the half-star review of this movie? Yeah, I did. The, uh, the guy who's like, bruh, who the fuck was this? The guy, guy who's dude? like checking text messages. I'm like, that's your biggest problem with the movie. <laughs> he's like, he's like, these criminals are so stupid. I'm like, you waited an hour and a half before you decided that. I'll say, look, look, all, all publicity, good publicity. You must say one star, bruh. Everybody's gonna see that and be like, go to fuck home, go home, Roger. Herb. <laughs> Go over. <laughs> okay, so this scene, we were, we were filming a Laval's. Mm-hmm. And Laval's being the the restaurant that's above our theater. Company. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So uh, we filmed a Laval's, and uh, I think this <laughs> because the kitchen staff was working at the same time, and I kept bumping into uh, Javier every time. I literally Javier. <laughs> I can't bump it in a hobby every time. I think he was trying to be in a movie, too. 
But we got that other guy. We should have put fucking Javier. We should have put him in there, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. Javier is like the most charming, oh, like handsome yeah, man. Bro, I love he used that to guy. toss us beers and You know, what, you know what Javier did? Yeah. And he, Javier blew my mind. Yeah. So for years, Joe and I worked under this restaurant, this pizza joint. Right. And I would go upstairs and I'd try to find the perfect, like, pizza. Like, yeah. what's the combination of <laughs> And I thought I had the combination perfect. I had ground beef, yeah. jalapeno. Yeah. Pineapple. Oh, sounds then good. One oh day, my god! One day, one day, Javier rings me up, and he goes, "You know, mijo or whatever." He's like, <laughs> "Do you know? You know, we have smoked bacon." Oh, I'm shit. like, "Oh, do the smoked bacon." Oh shit! Smoked yeah. bacon, pineapple, yeah. jalapenos, yeah. thin crust. Yeah. That's pizza. Oh, that's, that's oh, it. That sounds delicious. It's dude. been like ten years. Oh, that's my god. all I fucking thin eat. Crust? Oh, oh my god! Yeah. It's nuts. Oh yeah! It's nuts. <laughs> Oh, that's a, oh my god, dude, that's so Even cute. people that are like, you don't put pineapple on pizza. Oh yeah, we can oh, take a bathroom break. For sure. I'm gonna go pee, too. Yeah, go ahead. Let's all go pee. Sorry, bro. I didn't know. So that bathroom break came and went. Um, <laughs> Joe, Joe had to take off. Not dissimilar from Mark Wahlberg in the uh, the Boogie Nights commentary. Um, always threatening to leave Paul Thomas Anderson because he has a plane to catch. Or, uh, in, in fact, exactly the same as Bill Pullman in the uh, the Scream Factory commentary for, um, uh, what was it, uh, The Serpent and the Rainbow, where he literally like leaves 40 minutes into the commentary. <laughs> but uh, whatever. You can't... Uh, you know, can't change fate, bro. But um, here we have Reggie and Joe on the roof. Um, as I believe Joe and I were saying that this was during the uh, the whole Black Lives Matter um, uh, protests in Berkeley. Um, so one thing that you don't hear is you don't hear the chanting in the background. You don't hear the helicopters. I mean, it, it really muddied up our uh, uh, audio. And most of that scene is 80 yard. Here we went on a, a trip to Calaveras, um, and we used a, a cabin in the woods um, that was like a friend of a friend. Um, so we were able to open up and have a little bit of scope um, when Sarah takes Dave to the safe house. And then this is where we finally uh, begin to understand who this mysterious noir character uh, <laughs> that Stosh Sadowski plays who he might be. I don't know who he says he is, who Summer says he is. Um, still, even there's debates among the uh, the actors and uh, some of the filmmakers as to who exactly uh, Summer and, and Stash are. But I think a lot of it, we could take at uh, face value. And I say that as a, <laughs> as a co-writer. <laughs> this, um, so I can't speak for anybody else, but I will say that this was one of my most challenging days um, as an actor. Um, I remember having to to come in, do the scene prep for it. We we were up very long the night before um, doing the shootout stuff that you're going to see here shortly. So a lot of Dave's um, sadness and anxiety comes from a real place. Sarah and I were super fucking hopped up on... Uh, uh, God, they used to have these... Um, uh, rock stars that were like a bubbly water that came in this periwinkle blue can sarah and i were fucking obsessed with them and i think they discontinued it or they stopped carrying it in our market anyway her and i were hopped up on that shit for this um for this weekend so you know in addition to being 
uh, underslept and being anxious, you know. <laughs> you also had this biological effect of the fucking caffeine roaring through your veins. Um, it was very unpleasant. But this was a very difficult day um, for all of us. I mean, Sarah's, um, Sarah's having to do multiple things here. Pretending to, to care about Dave, pretending to be scared of her husband, pretending to, you know, be in um, uh, alliance with Psy for the right reasons or for the wrong. Like, there's a lot going on with this, um, the way that they're uh, misleading Dave. And Dave is, of course, responding to everything, like, very emotionally. I mean, even though he's a very stoic character the decisions that he makes are all emotional it's about friendship it's about <laughs> doing the right thing and here he's being asked to do the wrong thing and this is a scene um i, I guess in a traditional noir that would come a lot earlier in the picture but um this isn't a movie about that this is uh about the friendship of dave and joe or the lack of friendship between uh characters as well But here we have Sai making the ultimatum that if you can't do this shit, then you should just kill yourself now. Um, Ed and I, and uh, well, I, you know, this goes for you know everyone in front of him behind the camera. We were going for a, like a grim comic tone that I think gets there in in most of the in most of the scenes where we where we want it. Um, this scene doesn't play. <laughs> quite as funny uh, in the film as it as it did on paper to to me at least I can't speak for um, other folks but uh, but the fact like it always cracked me up that this guy <clears throat> this terrible like comic tragedy of this guy who starts selling things out of the trunk of his car and then here he is by the end of the movie with a teenage soap star with a gun to his head like ready to kill husbands and shit. <clears throat> I really like Joe's longer hair in some of those scenes. You can't do anything with a comment like that on a commentary. It's just my preference, you know? You can't be like, oh, we learned something. No, well, you did. You learned that I like Joe with longer hair. Love the black and white sequence that was brought up in a, a couple reviews. It's one of our only uh, direct nods to um, how Noir, um, Ed and I were, were thinking for this initially. I mean, outside of the Cy Bennington character, of course. But Ed does some great stark uh, black and white photography. The, the way he edits this is wonderful. And it has um, one of my favorite freeze frames outside of um, the Beck video, Devil's Haircut. The, Be the Devil's Haircut music video. Who is that? That's, um, is that Romantic? Is that Mark Romantic? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. But the, the Devil's Haircut video is amazing with its freeze frames. Um, the room that Sai is talking to Dave in here, it's the same room as the trap house. It's the same room as the uh, the storage that uh, Dave and Joe live in for, for a short time. Um, so we really made use of that space. 
here we have the two goons coming up to uh, the safe house. Um, at the at the house itself, we have um, Joe playing one of the goons. So the guy with the hood on, well, that's not Brian. That's Brian Seitel, amazing uh, actor um, and associate producer on this. But the guy that you don't see is actually Joe in the, the wide shots and the shit that we did in the woods. And then we... Um, we got some extra coverage with Sebastian, who you're going to see in a second, Sebastian Crespo, um, to play the uh, the close-ups for Deshaun. He's the computer hacker from earlier. And a lot of this stuff doesn't track the, the first viewing. I mean, you could track the action, you could track the, the larger plot, but you don't necessarily track that, oh, that's the same guy that was hacking that um, gets hit by the car earlier. There's a lot of funny instances of characters that keep escaping death until they wind up in this story about Dave and Joe. For instance, um, Casper, the John Terrell character, the you know big beard, long hair, um, that ends up um, dying of a fluoride overdose in uh, little Marcus's garage. He, uh, he was, of course, the one that Dave was selling magazines to earlier. Here we have what we call the murder van. This was a lot of fun with Stosh throwing people at me. And then this great little joke where he beeps the... <laughs> this was an intense scene to shoot. We had, um, I, I think Joe was talking about it earlier. There was a, a fire in the background um, some days. Like literally a block or two away. That was pretty nuts where we had sirens. So we did it redo some of this in ADR. Um, I have a very unexpected cameo in this scene as well. I play the back of Joe's head in one shot. I won't tell you what shot it is, but I'm I'm in this scene as well. Again, we all had to pull like triple, quadruple, uh, <laughs> sextuple duty um, on this because if you see people in front of the camera, there's maybe only one or two people behind it, you know? Uh, the night we filmed out, this is up in, um, do you guys know Skyline Boulevard in Oakland, up in the Oakland Hills? Um, there's this little overlook where you could see um, the the greater East Bay. So we wanted to shoot there. We, of course, did this all without permits. And um, <laughs> the, there was some, some guy drove by and saw that we had, uh, you know, fake blood on. And we had this van and we had, like, it looked very... Uh, suspicious. We had shovels out and shit. And, uh, you know, he, he came back like 10 minutes later with literally about eight police cars. And they they pulled up. Sebastian was like, I'm just going to turn my back so they don't see my face. Um, and then I went out with uh, the director and we just talked to him and we're like, oh, you know, we're shooting a little project for college. And they're like, this looks bad. They're like, you guys be careful. And then it's like, yeah, there's six cop cars. Of course, this looks bad, and we need to be careful. But if you're not going to do anything about it, I guess we keep going, and you know, we kept going. One of my favorite um, shots in the movies here when um, uh, we get a little production value <laughs> with the plane in the background. This is right outside that you can see it right there on the the water. Hopefully, this syncs up to your um, screening of Medias Res. But um, 
this is shot right outside the Oakland airport, this uh, wonderful uh, harbor in uh, San Leandro. Really beautiful area, especially at, uh, at nighttime. This is at uh, Lake Chabot Park in Castro Valley, California. Matched well for the, uh, the woods that we had out in Calaveras. And then we're just moving into the final um, <coughs> showdown in the, the movie, which is Summer's going to take you there. You're going to do the fucking thing. See, you know, it's pretty simple. I don't think the, uh, the plot of this movie is what uh, necessarily makes it work. I think it's um, the relationship between uh, the characters and the performances amongst uh, the actors, many of whom, we, you know, we've known for uh, 10 years and we've done a lot, of, a lot of shit together. So it's really fun to be able to put a project together that y'all can see. So shot in Danville um, in the uh, Black Hawk area. Um, you might know Black Hawk from being the home of, you know, several uh, professional athletes. Um, this is in a very nice neighborhood. Um, we were able to score. Uh, it, it's not a mansion mansion, but it is a pretty fucking sick house. It's huge. Um it had separate garages in the back. It had like a fucking separate pool, tennis court. Like it was nuts. Like just this, just this one house. So we had it for three nights, maybe five hour shoots a night. So maybe 15 hours. Um, and we had to double it with this Airbnb that we got um, in Oakland. So that was, that was kind of difficult finding a house that could match um, the inside. Because we only had three nights with the... Uh, the Danville house. And it was kind of like, you know, <laughs> again, we have no money. We have no permits. You, you can't just fucking do whatever you want and then let the, the studio clean it up or uh, pay insurance. So we had to make it look like we weren't there. So there's an Airbnb um, here in Oakland. Uh, well, again, okay, this is Danville. So it's going back and forth between the locations, but it's all the same spot. This isn't some Silence of the Lambs thing where they're knocking on the wrong door. But um, <clears throat> what was I going to say? Oh, there's an Airbnb, though, in Oakland. Um, the only Airbnb I ever rented in my whole life. I, I was like, well, we got about like $500 left, and we need to get the biggest place we could fucking get. So we found it, um, put, uh, paid like $500 for one night, and it was under the guise that we were a theater troupe that just wanted to come do our retreat there. And, you know, we'd clean up and, you know, be gone by 10 o'clock the next morning. Um, but it was Edwin, Sarah, Joe, and I. And we shot in this house where you see me now creeping around with my gun. Um, and we were, you'll hear it later. We were screaming. We put fucking, uh, look at this. We put uh, blood all over the floor. We put piss all over the floor. Um you know, we we messed it up, man. Like we we fucked up the bed. We ate the food. We replaced everything. We cleaned up everything. The point is, is uh, at the end of of the night um, when we left, we got a review that said, uh, "Mike and his friends are the best uh, Airbnb guests ever." It was like they weren't even here. But jokes on them because we were there. We shot a movie there in. Um, Caused a couple murders. You'll see. So I love that um, this late character 
Um, Ricky Reyes, played by um, Reggie White. I love that he kind of gets the the upper hand in this whole situation. Like he finds the way to <clears throat> persevere in this very domestic conflict between Summer and her husband, apparently, <laughs> that these boys get wrapped up in. It's pretty nuts. I mean, when you break it down. You just take it at the surface level, it's a, it's a crime. Here's a final conflict between Dave and Joe. Joe is, of course, right. Hashtag Joe is right. But uh, Dave, Dave made his bed, and now he's got to sleep in it. I love that um, <clears throat> low angle shot with the fan. It's very Lynchian. Edwin says he doesn't understand some of the David Lynch uh, comparisons that he gets, but I think subconsciously, little little shots like that um, get into filmgoers' uh, heads. puts puts a little puts a little uh, bee in the bonnet, <clears throat> so to speak. So, Dave has passed, and it's not unlike um, the passing of Llewellyn Moss in uh, No Country for Old Men. I love how that death appears off screen. We don't get a big final moment for Dave. He just kind of says Summer's name. It, it seems very appropriate and cuts to him dead on the ground. So Summer appears to be last man standing, but if we're paying attention from two minutes earlier, um, we have Ricky Reyes still creeping around. So much like Mr. Pink, I guess, in <laughs> Reservoir Dogs, who uh, seemingly makes off with the heist. We have Ricky Reyes coming out on top, taking out uh, <clears throat> taking out Summer Hayes. And maybe he was the one, too, that took out um, Summer's husband. We don't know who killed Summer's husband. Did Summer already do it? Had, had he been dead for weeks prior and no one was sent there unknown unknown knowing and here we have our coda for the film so one one thing very early on that edwin and i talked about was how does this end like once we got the general um plot line um we wanted to make sure we had a, a strong enough ending and um we were joking around one night, and we're like, well, it should end with quintessential American. Like, that's that's a great beat to end on. And we had already shot <clears throat> some of the episodes of quintessential American by then. Because we wanted to know what we were working with, like, within the within the script, you know, for uh, the development of um, uh, Summer's character uh, in, in that. And, uh, <clears throat> and we had this scene... I'm not laughing at the the uh, subject of the scene, but we had a scene where, you know, she's cutting. It's very, like, 90s um, theme. It's, you know, it's relevant today. Come on, I'm not, like, making light of it. I, I am a little bit, but it's not appropriate, so don't cancel me. But um, we had a scene where she was cutting, and then she's crying, and it looks really fake, and part of the magic was to make it look fake. And then um, Uncle Randy holds her and says it's all going to be okay. And we knew that we kind of wanted to end there. 
but what, what what do you show for the narrative proper before that? So we knew that Ricky was going to come out on top. We knew it was going to be like Return of the Mac, like the the OG dude who was held down by all this fucking shit's going to come back up. He's going to bring uh, little Marcus with him. So we gave them a little coda to this where he says, you're back on the clock. No mention of Dave, no mention of Summer, no mention of Joe. It's just business as usual. But uh, but we see that little Marcus here, while enjoying himself uh, with his paraphernalia around, um, he's also watching Quintessential American and how Quintessential American for him is a way to uh, <laughs> kind of disconnect in the way that it was a way for you know Dave to disconnect. And he- yeah, here's the scene where she's cutting. It's just ketchup on a dull razor blade or something. And this was um, Paul Callis's old apartment. He had like, a very granola hippie apartment with a lot of great art. And it was a wonderful little space in, in Oakland. But we knew it was like, it was kind of the hippie phase Uncle Randy. And then probably the best line in the whole movie. I love watching this shit when I'm high. And that's it. It's a, I, <laughs> I love it. I think it's a great little beat to end on. But of course I love it. I'm, um, I'm biased. I helped write it. I helped produce it. I helped uh, perform in it. Not just as Dave, but um, as several other standing characters. Here we get some really cool plates um, that um, Ed shot. <clears throat> love it. With the, uh, it reminds me of that Fox Focus features, you know, where the the lights are really blown out, and they don't take uh, they don't take their normal shape. They almost become these geometric designs. This is um, Oakland, um, down by the Tribune Building. Music by Jabari Martin. Maybe I'll play a little track at the end of this commentary. Oh, you know, I also wanted to add. Uh, the great audio review from our friend from Australia. I believe Joe and I mentioned it earlier in uh, in this commentary track. You'll see a lot of names. Um, Nick Noons, Andrew Soji. Um, these are folks, they did definitely work on the movie. But, I mean, it was for like a sequence or two. But we wanted to find a way to kind of... Um, pay some respect and thank them for for their contributions to the film um large cast um it might not be clear what everyone's name is in the movie but that that's not necessary you know for obviously following the plot and whatnot so if their character is not necessarily named in the movie um such as like kevin mccormick's character or michael spiegelhalter's character they got to kind of come up with the the name for the end credits so you'll see some dumb shit like uh the, the character's name is Mayonnaise or something. I don't know. A couple of my past students are in the movie, which is pretty cool. I mentioned that a little bit earlier with Joe. And then here's the thanks section, which um, really, to get in the thanks section, you donated $1 um, to our kickst- or our Indiegogo. We did Indiegogo. Um, and we wanted to make sure everyone was um, thanked for that. So... Uh, I don't know, man. Like, 
it's hard to make a movie and um, it's hard to finish a movie and it's hard to release a movie and it's hard to get people to watch a movie. So if you watch this or if you listen to this commentary uh, and it makes you want to, to watch the movie or I don't know. Um, but thank you because we didn't make this for money. Obviously, we made it for the experience. We made it for um, each other. We made it for ourselves. Um, so it's really cool that... Um, it's out there now. It's getting like thousands and thousands and thousands of minutes uh, a day streaming. Um, it all just keeps going up, up, up. Our, our numbers, we trend better every day, week over week. So it's it's super cool. But um, God, what else do I have to say? Uh, so for everyone at the Splat House, especially um, Joseph Mason, um, who is on the first three quarters of this commentary, thank you. Uh, Ms. Sarah Quakendall, love you. Thank thank you. And um, you and I will do a commentary next on this. This will be like the first of maybe, let's say, three commentaries. I'm hoping to get um, Edwin on to a show. And we're not going to cover the same shit um, every time, so don't worry about that. <laughs> Sarah and I have a different experience than Joe and I had. All right, so from everyone at the Splat House, Tingaleo, fuck you. We love you. Good night.
G'day everyone, this is Bejamine, aka The Terrible Aussie, and welcome to my audio review of the indie neo-noir film Medius Res, which stars Mike Delaney, Sarah Quakendall, and Joe Mason, and is written by Mike Delaney and Edwin F. Gonzalez, and directed by Edwin F. Gonzalez. And the plot summary for this film is as follows. Dave and Joe, just evicted from their Oakland apartment, turn the stealing cars and dealing fluoride to make their financial ends meet. One night they find Summer Hayes, the star of a popular 1990s teen soap, in the trunk of a stolen automobile. Shootouts, car chases and overdoses ensue. In the fluoride heightened world of Medius Res, nothing is what it first appears to be. Now, I don't know about anyone else, but I really enjoy a good neo-noir. Definitely, I like the fact that some of a lot of films over the past few decades have sort of taken aspects of classic noir films from the 30s, 40s, and 50s and sort of reinterpret them in a modern way that makes them sort of feel unique and different from what we've seen before. Probably one of the most notable films of which would definitely be the Robert Rodriguez, Frank Miller film Sin City. There have been other ones that have done a really good job of exploring the neo-noir genre and I have to say, the film Medius Res is definitely one of them. Um, I first became aware of this film through the podcast The Splat House, which coincidentally is actually hosted by the film stars and producers Mike Delaney and Sarah Quakendall. And hearing about them talk about the film, and as well as hearing the early positive buzz from a couple of film critics that I know and follow who have seen the film, it definitely made me really interested and excited to check this film out. And now having seen it myself, I can definitely say without a doubt that this was a really solid and really well-made film. I will say from beginning to end, this film sort of had me hooked with both its story, its characters, and I also wasn't sure exactly what to expect from this film, even though I've been hearing about it so much. I only knew very little of the plot because I, I when it comes to film noirs, I kind of like to go into um, not knowing much as possible. So that way I can be surprised about like what happens during the film. And, you know, Medius Res does a really good job at that because there were many times where I wasn't exactly sure where the story was going to go. And every time something would happen with its many twists and turns, it definitely caught me off guard. And the film is just really does that really well. And what I really liked, though, about this film is that uh, the film's director, Edwin F. Gonzalez, even though he and the cast and crew are working with a very small budget, this film in particular just looks great. Like, it, this is definitely one where visually the film just looks absolutely stunning. And I really like the use of how this film, like, it definitely, he definitely goes for that sort of classic noir kind of look with the film in terms of the light and shadows but dealing also with color as well but there is a sequence in the film that actually is done in black and white which i really liked i also like the fact that visually he kind of goes he goes for a visual style that really reminded me a lot of david lynch's work sort of taking that sort of style and infusing it within the neo-noir genre and like i said the film just looks visually striking and also really well edited as well and the use of music is just spot on and also he re gets really strong work out of his cast uh, Mike Delaney does a really good job of 
in the role of Dave. And I like that he sort of brings a sort of everyman quality to him. And once during the course of the film, and we start to learn more about him as a person, we sympathize with him as a character and why he is doing what he does through the film. And I think Delaney just does a really wonderful job with his performance, but he's also got great rapport with his fellow cast members. Uh, Joe Mason, who for me was a, a true standout of this film, he, as Joe, he does a really great job at that performance. He's just a magnetic every time he's on screen. You're just never quite sure exactly what his character is going to do for the film, because even though him and Dave are friends, he, the way he sort of does treat Dave throughout the film, you kind of wonder, like, is he going to do something bad to Dave or not? Or does he actually really do care about him? He, their relationship together is very interesting and very compelling. And I just think both um, Delaney and, and Mason just have this great rapport with each other. And their sort of character's dynamic, like I said before, is just really interesting and compelling. And also, I really enjoyed Sarah Quinkendall's performance in the role of summer and she's definitely sort of a unique character herself it's kind of like an interesting new modern take on the femme fatale and again like a lot of the story you're never quite sure exactly where her character's going to go is she is she good or is she bad but once the sort of the film progresses and we learn more about her it definitely is surprising and quakendall just does a really wonderful job with her performance as well and again her sort of chemistry with Delaney is really spot on. And also, I, I just think technical-wise, the film just looks striking. The script by Gonzalez and Delaney is really well-written and engaging. The score and songs are really well done. Also, Gonzalez, as a director, does a really good job just putting this whole film together from a directing standpoint. Now, in terms of flaws, there were a couple little things about the film I did have problems with, but they're only minor though. One of the ones being that even though there were many times throughout this film where I was very surprised about where this film was going to go with its story, but having seen a lot of, you know, noir and neo-noir films in the past, once I sort of like knew the sort of plot turns and all that, I knew exactly where the story was going to go from there. So I wasn't really surprised at all about which directions the film was going to take. But that being said, though, it didn't really bother me too much, and I actually really liked the way how where how the film ended because to me it was very unexpected as well. But it's just more the lead up to that kind of final section of the film that I found just a tad predictable. But that being said, though, it, like I said, it didn't bother me too much. Some of the editing in certain scenes can be a little dis disjointed at times, and it made the film's pace come off a little sluggish because of it. But those are just kind of like my little minor problems with the film. Uh, also, I just want to give a bit of a shout out to other the supporting cast outside of our free leads who I thought also did a really equally good job with their performances. So overall, uh, Medius Res is a really well-made, solid and engaging indie neo-noir film that I would definitely say is worth checking out. I mean, if you're someone like myself who does enjoy neo-noirs, it's definitely worth a watch for sure. So if I had to give this rating, I'm giving this one a solid four out of five. It is a really good film and worth checking out. So yep, that's my audio review of the film Medius Res. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. If you're definitely interested in checking out the film, and believe me, you should, 
Uh, the film is now available to buy, rent, or stream on Amazon Prime video in both the US and the UK, so you can check the film out there. Um, I'm not exactly sure when the film is going to be released in Australia yet, but keep a lookout once it does. Once again, I hope you guys all enjoyed this audio review of, of Medius Res, and I'll see you all later. See you everyone. Bye.